0: hey everybody on this week's episode we're doing a little bit of a throwback with the busyness that is the con season and vacation time during the summer months we needed to take a week off so i decided to put up my personal favorite episode it's episode 13 the firefly episode i hope you enjoy Good evening, and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode. I am your brown coat wearing host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the ever shiny Karen Randazzo.
1: Mighty fine shindig. And
0: the Goram Chris Randazzo. Oh hell! If I wanted school, I'd have gone to school. Can't tell. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys can tell yet, but there's kind of a theme going on this this week. Uh, this 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 is this is this episode is the reason why I wanted to start this podcast. We are talking all about Firefly this week and a little departure from the normal in the second half we're going to actually discuss the movie that was released from the failed once s- one series, one, one season show, uh, Serenity um, for those of you who have not seen the show and you're listening to this podcast that you happen to find at Geek Aid, you may be in the wrong location just going to throw that out there but uh, Firefly is a wonderful show based around the lives of a family that comes together in space. It is... I, the best way that I describe it to people is it is a sci-fi western. They, they rob a bank with their, their guns, the pew-pew, and then they get into their spaceships and fly away to get away. Um, this is one of my all-time, if not my all-time favorite television shows. I know that the rest of us hold it in high regard as well maybe not as high as i do but that's fine um it 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 is the epitome of television for me because it shows so much family and love and action and adventure and it has just about everything that you could want in a television show except for animation it's the princess
1: bride of tv shows it
0: is the princess bride of television shows if they actually threw a little bit of animation in, I, it would be utterly perfect. So, do you guys have anything? There's that you'd some like to computer add? animation in there. Well, that doesn't count. Come on now, you know what I'm talking. I always wanted. Seeing as this show got canceled after one season because of stupid reasons. reasons. I mean, it, it was doomed to fail from the beginning. Unfortunately, when it first re- released on Fox, uh, they showed it out of order. Um, you couldn't get a good basis for the characters because the actual first pilot episode was over an hour long, if I'm not mistaken, an hour and a half long, and it gave you all the information you needed to go on with the rest of the season. It was really important. (laughs) Like, it it was the basis for the show. And when they started airing it, they went straight with the one-hour episodes so that they could fit it into their time slot, and then just showed those out of order as well. So when, when people were watching it, they were just lost. They had no you idea can, why they should give a shit about <laughs> any of the people on the screen.
2: <laughs> if you look at the 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 original DVD box set, I don't know what it looks like nowadays, but they have all the air dates. So they have the episodes on the the, the DVD set in the order that they, they were supposed to show, but they also put the air dates next to them, and it's just this complete mishmash of like... Like what yeah. in the world? I, I know I've listened to some of the the commentaries, and I know that they they aired the train job first because they felt like it had had like the, they were looking for something that had more action. And the first the friggin' pilot episode basically opens up with a war. Like, what, right. what more action would they want?
1: I have to argue that this show probably would not have met the fate it met today, because today. They do, like, they launch things with two-hour movie event things, and, you know, they, they they play fast and loose with episode airing, you know, lengths and do whatever they want now. So I think just based on that alone, if they had been allowed to air the pilot first, it would have gotten a, a, off to a much better start. It would have got, gained a, a bang-up following immediately and... We wouldn't be here where we are
0: today. Imagine if this show was released as a Netflix series today. Oh, my God. That dumped all at once. You got every bit of goodness in one shot, and you could watch it as, as, well, everybody would watch it straight through. Speaking
1: of, where is my Joss Whedon Netflix series? Like, why isn't that a thing right now?
2: Because he's really freaking busy with the Marvel universe. (laughs) I know. But he's going to be not, you know... That soon.
1: Netflix has a deal with Marvel, though. So,
0: yeah. Well, th- yeah. he's doing his thing on Marvel side, so that Netflix can continue with their Marvel thing on their side. <sighs> Let's side, it happens. Um, what ended up happening with the show is that after it was, well, yeah, after it was canceled, it grew to like super uber, I don't know, cult status, and the fans became so rabid. And they wanted so they wanted more of it so much so badly that they made you know a movie. I don't even know how how many years later after it two thousand five it came out. Yeah, so, Firefly
1: started in two thousand two.
0: So we're talking four years later. mm mm-hmm. I I I don't know of another time that that happened. But, um, Veronica Mars. But
2: no, I mean that was a Kickstarter. True.
0: That was also a Kickstarter, and and
1: that's a different animal.
0: And yeah. unfortunately. They have, there have been rumors so many different rumors about this show's you know survival and and coming back and all of the things well unf- I, I don't think we'll ever see it again even if could because of rights and and stuff like that um, but I would give my left leg to see an animated series of this show
1: leg was not the body part I expected you to go with well, I'm
0: trying to keep it pj i'd give my left nut as well. Both, if if necessary, just take the left half. I think
2: there's more of a uh, market for the leg. Is the thing
0: <laughs> certainly
1: if you're dealing with the uh, the raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy?
0: <laughs> it's that everybody has progressed. Like okay, um, con man. We got yes. to see just about everybody from the show in in that series, and I don't know if the show that a redo of this show or continuation of this show with the same cast would have the same appeal I know in my heart that the things that they have done with animated series this would be phenomenal the universe is so expansive there are so many characters it could go on for decades but that's just me we're gonna get into some specific episodes Um, We're going to talk Ariel, uh, Shindig, and my personal favorite, Out of Gas. Uh, We're going to start with you, Karen. Tell us about the Shindig.
1: Oh, boy, it was so hard to pick one episode for this. Uh.
0: I remember you <laughs> stating to me, I want to change my episode to all the episodes. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> you know, I was reviewing some, and uh, you know, every time I started up another one, I was like, no, I want to do this one. Oh, I want to do this one. So they're all great, and you can't pick a bad one. Um, Shindig, I feel like the first three episodes that they aired really got into, like, you know, this is our genre. This is, you know, Western, there's action-adventure, They we have to set up all our, you know, the big bad of the Reavers, and, and the Alliance, and Niska, and all these, like, they had to establish all these things. And then Shindig was the fourth episode, and I feel like this is where they got to start to have a little fun with these characters. Um. So the premise is that they're going to a planet called Persephone um, to... Make a deal with a character named Badger, who uh, who we've seen before and we'll see again. Good we old Badger. Him, we
0: see him what, weekly on um, Supernatural.
1: We do, and we see him. We see him all over the place because he's good old Mark Shepherd, and he is a hell of a guy. Uh, I never get tired of Badger. <laughs> um, so, and meanwhile, Inara is uh, setting up a client. Uh, She's entertaining a a bunch of authors and ends up accepting one from an asshat named Atherton Wing.
0: (laughs) Atherton.
1: Who engages her for several days, including the social event of the season. Oh my god, I hate this guy.
0: Wait a second, Atherton Wing's real name is Edward Atherton? Uh, I'm looking at the cast list, that bothers me a little bit. okay well sorry. i i
1: i like how that character was named for one specific line which comes later on <laughs> so we first get to see them they're in a bar fight uh they're in a, they're in a bar and they end up in a fight uh with these slave traders um uh, it's uh mal and jane and anara is there for some reason <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is during the pool scene yeah the digital yeah. pool scene <laughs>
1: They, uh, they get into the fight when, they, when Mal picks the pocket of these uh, slave traders that they are playing pool against, and uh, it's just a cute scene to start with because you get to see Mal's idea of a good time, and Anara is there, so she gets to see Mal's idea of a good time, which will come into play later.
2: And also because she's clearly in love with Mal.
1: Yeah, you know, it's sort of like, oh, why is she there? Like, there's no real, and she's talking back. Oh, I like to watch the game. I like the atmosphere. Oh, it's it seems to make sense that all you have to do is give Jane a big stick and stand back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're very right, honey. She uh, she's there to watch Mal. So they get to uh, they get to Persephone. Uh, they get on the land, and Mal is very business. He's like, like, let's get this. Scrap done and get back on the ship. I don't like to be on the land. He, you can tell he—it's th- as he goes through this, you, can, you just get the sense from him. Everybody else is like, yeah, let's go to a planet. Let's see stuff. Let's meet people. Let's do fun things. And Mal's like, nope, let's get back in the sky.
0: <laughs> yeah, he gets antsy when he's on the ground.
1: Exactly. And uh, this scene is where we get to see the uh, big frilly dress in the store window that Kaylee falls in love with. And the girls talk about... What kind of dresses they would wear if they were dress-wearing girls, um, and it, that, that Mal manages to step in it and uh, insult the crap out of Kaylee by, you know, telling her she would be like a sheep on her hind legs wearing that wearing the dress that she it likes. Was a
0: big dress. I mean, that it, was it a is lot a big of dress.
1: <laughs> but the thing that I like about that dress in particular, that they the, whatever the costume designers chose for this, is that. Kaylee is really simple. She's not very sophisticated. And so if she did get a chance to wear a fancy dress, that's exactly what she'd pick.
0: <laughs> it was like perfect, this yeah.
1: Bo Peep, you know, fluffy concoction of a dress. Uh, so then they get to meet with Badger and you know, I just love Badger. <laughs> the upstanding
0: pours- gentleman of, of society that Badger is. Yes.
1: And uh, he's he's basically just the middleman between Mal and this uh, gentleman who wants to move some property off world who is going to be at this fancy party where Inara is going um, where and he, th- he needs Mal to go there and set up the deal because he thinks Mal looks respectable enough to uh, to make the deal. And this guy won't deal with Badger because he's a you know, he's a low life. So they set up the deal and they get to go um, and <laughs> you see Anara and Atherton uh, mm-hmm. show up at the ball and we just establish that he is gross because like they're <laughs> waltzing around the room and they're saying hi to people and he's like, oh, uh, all these half these men wish they were on your arm, but all of them wish they were in your bed. Like, <laughs> oh, I want to throw up all over the sky. <laughs> Like, there's no, there's no, like, shades of gray to this character at all. I, I, He's just, like, mustache-twirling,
0: disgusting. I don't understand why she chose him.
1: Well, I think she chose, the, I think that the, it's more about the life. She wanted to go to the party. She wanted the idea of, like, he, ma- you you find out a little later, she, he makes the offer that she could be his permanent companion. And she would be paid to... Uh, you know stay there with him and basically be like a wife except she's paid mm. um, it's kind of a cross between a wife and a prostitute um, a white and I institute. think Sorry. and I think that idea is um, attractive to her part of her wants that and also like I feel like as he lays the pressure on for her to take this offer more of his like true self comes out. I feel like this isn't something that she has seen before from him. And if okay. she had, she wouldn't have accepted the offer or accepted the invitation, I guess. Gotcha. So Mal can't just show up to this party alone. So <laughs> he's got uh, the options of, I guess, Zoe or Kaylee to uh, take on his arm. And he ends up taking Kaylee to make it up to her for, I I assume, to make up for her... Uh, for well, making fun of her choice.
0: He bought her the big frilly dress. Yes. He
1: uh he he gets the money out of Badger to buy the dress to go to the party and they dress up and as uh Kay Winnett Lee Fry.
0: <laughs>
1: I love her name. I just love it. And uh cat and tight pants. <laughs> <laughs> and they they you know he's all you know business i gotta be on the job i gotta find this guy i gotta make the deal and i gotta get out of here because you know as we say this makes mal skin crawl to be on one of these planets having to talk to these people this is like everything he hates is at this party meanwhile kaylee is freaking adorable
0: i mean she i mean she may not have been like she may not have hit it off with all the ladies of the room but she was definitely the life of the party for the guys. Oh, I without a hang doubt? I out with
1: her. I just like she like, you know, all those the girls are so mean to her and her, you know, dress looks like she got it in a store and they're it's just horrible, seriously, like
0: mean girls like from that movie. Like that's the interaction that she has with three or four of the <laughs> girls that are there. Right. And then uh what's that the the old dude <laughs> Totally puts down.
1: Yeah, you like shoot, shuts her down in a, a half a second.
0: It take it took fourteen women with fourteen servants to get you into that dress, but it only take the wink of one a guy to get you out of it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Snap.
1: Tramp. Slut. <laughs> so, uh, Mal is in finds the guy and starts to try to make the deal with him, and they, at which point Inara and Atherton. Come over, uh, <laughs> come over, and introduce themselves. At which, which provides Mal the opportunity to call this guy Ath. Which, which is exactly why I love the name Ath. Can I call you can Ath? Can I call you Ath? <laughs> So he ends up dancing with Anara, and there there are a couple of these scenes over the course of the episode. And they end up pairing Mal and Anara together alone, and they're just there's all this verbal sparring and sexual tension between these two, and they're it talking about palpable. Ab- it's really they're talking about their lives, but really they're talking about uh, you know they're talking the, about each, other. each
0: other's lives, but they're really talking about themselves
1: exactly. But the way, the way the confrontations are written, I feel like it's very artful. like there are, there aren't wasted words.
0: It doesn't seem like also like the stereotypical lost love or, or lorn, forlorn love because mm-hmm. she she always puts him in his place, and he takes that only takes it from her because it like builds him up, I guess. Like, everything that she says to him makes him a better man in all of the episodes in which there is some sort of interaction between them.
1: Absolutely. And and she's the only one who can get away with standing up to him. Possibly, like, partially, because she's not on his crew. She's not in right. his employ. She could say whatever the hell she wants to him.
0: He is and actually she does. Her.
1: Exactly. Technically. She pays him. Um, so... Ath... Gets fed up with the uh, the dance and uh, tries to take an aura back and treats her really badly right in front of Mal, which causes him to go off and punch him right in the mouth, which causes all of us to do a great big cheer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then Mal discovers that he has inadvertently challenged him to a duel.
0: And a fo- the, the, the reaction to that is like, yeah, sure, let's get this going.
1: <laughs> like bar fight style <laughs> exactly he wants it to be right just like the beginning where you know Do you want to go let's go right now but uh the, he's in anara's world so he's not going to get away with the uh pool cues and the smashing of you know throwing guys over the bar this is going to be a proper duel with swords swa <laughs> 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 his reaction is swa
0: <laughs> this is where we um, find out that mal is not very good with a sword <laughs> no
1: so uh we we but get to go, is yes we well, get to go world. back to the uh the ship where everybody finds out what happened at the party because prior to this we get we did get to see a scene of all of them just you know. Doing whatever they would do when they're not on duty, you know. The, the guys are playing some kind of weird space poker. <laughs> there's a bit with River, like ripping all the labels off the cans. Just you know, they go, oh, there's crazy River. Here's our crazy River scene for the week, and uh, and there's uh, Zoe wash and Wash in bed, which is a nice little scene of of the two of them. You get to like see why they are married. <laughs> They're, they're very sweet together and 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 you don't get to see zoe be uh soft very often oh
0: very rarely do you see soft Zoe yeah actually hardly ever
1: yeah this is one of the few times <laughs> and it, it makes me like her that much more uh, but once Ze- uh once mal gets taken into quote-unquote custody to be uh you know held to the terms of this duel Badger shows up to let them all know what's uh happened and make sure that they don't Go and get him out of that, because he's got to preserve his reputation. Badger's uh, reputation, which yes, is weird. Badger's <laughs> fine, upstanding reputation. <laughs> uh, so then we get to see Anar, you know, in the middle of the night, comes to Mal's room, tries to get him to escape, but he refuses, because now he's got principles for some reason.
0: Well, when he <laughs> we came have to... to her, he always did.
1: Exactly, but... They have this whole conversation where she points out to him, like, you run all the time. What are you doing? And He's like, well, I'm not running now. Like, he doesn't really explain it. And for exactly that reason, because the the reason is because of her. And he's not going to say that to her. Well, he
0: he says um, Atherton was treating her like an object or uh, mm -hmm. something that he owned. Yeah. I mean, it was a beautiful moment between the two. She's pretty much calling him a fool.
1: Yeah. He said he said he didn't respect you. He's like, I don't respect your job. He didn't respect you. That was the distinction he made. And
2: that's a great line.
1: Yeah. So he refused. He's got a, He's committed to the duel. He refuses to escape. And uh, so she tries to help him with sword training and <laughs> doesn't get c- quite so very far.
0: <laughs> it's not your stero- stereotypical, you know, television show. He's not you know, an expert swordsman by the morning.
1: Exactly, uh, so we get to the duel, and it it goes pretty badly pretty quick.
0: my favorite is uh war uh, the guy who played uh warwick the guy yeah Dark, warwick harrow he uh, he's like, oh, yeah, and he's an expert swordsman, <laughs> oh, yeah no,
1: <laughs> oh, that was the other part of the duel was that harrow the the guy they're trying to make the deal with, says it, you know. But if by some miracle you survive this duel, you can have my business. So that's another reason for Mal not to run out on the duel.
0: That's also true, yeah. Yeah. But it's all and, about it's all about the honor. Has nothing to do with the job. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Maybe say a that. little to do with the job. <laughs> Maybe a little. <laughs>
1: um, so Oh, intercut with the uh, the Anara and Mal training in the in the hotel, trying to get the sword training going. Uh, River turns up in the middle of Badger, like occupying Serenity's oh, cargo bright. bay, and has this brilliant effing moment. Like the crew is trying to plan this like brilliant escape rescue mission. They're gonna like take out all of Badger's men and go get the captain, and. uh They're about to spring into action. They're talking like, oh, we need a diversion. And just as somebody says that, River like just appears in the doorway. And they're like, oh, crap. (laughs) Which they don't know she's here. We don't want him to find out about her. Try to get her to go away. And he sees her and he's like, oh, who's this? And she just like turns on this personality that we've never seen from her before.
0: It was the most coherent thing she has projected in four episodes.
1: Yeah. And it wasn't her. <laughs> exactly. It was just some character that she came up with out of her brain. Um I mean, we learn further on in the series and we'll talk about when we get to Ariel what happened to River, but once you understand what happened to River, you can see how easy this was for her to do, to just sort of absorb badger's personality and like spit it right back out to him as her own character. That's that would appeal to him. Um, so, it, but it's just a, it's just a freaking phenomenal little scene from summer Glau. Uh, call me if anyone interesting shows up, <laughs> <And> <laughs> she just, just disappears. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> um, so we do get to the duel, which is the climax. And, um, Like I said, it doesn't go too well for Mal because you you can see the two um, characters' personalities in their fighting style. Like Atherton obviously has had lots of fencing experience and he knows all the right things to do. And Mal is just a brawler and he's getting in there the best he can, but (laughs) (laughs)
0: losing. it's not his kind of
1: fight. And (laughs) and yeah, he gets cut, he gets stabbed in the side and he's... uh, he, he he falls for the oldest trick in the book of the guy just, like, letting him try to get a free shot. Um, And it almost, it, the the guy has him at his mercy, has Mal at his mercy, when Anara stops the duel and says, I'll accept your offer if you let him go. So now we see, like, just as much as Mal, uh, you know, insisted on the duel because of his love for her, she's going to, turn around and save his life because of her love for him. So I love to see these sort of threads start to weave together of the, the, the beginning of the romance between these two. And it breaks my heart that we never really got to see anything come of it because of the tragic short life of the show. Mm -hmm. So I have to survive on these little moments like this, but Mal takes the opportunity of, of her interrupting to, get the upper hand, punch him in the jaw, just like in the beginning of the episode. And, uh, you know, ends up turning the duel in his favor, has the guy at his mercy, and gets to show his personality because the, the surrounding people are saying, oh, you have, to, you have to end it. You have to kill him. It's the only way to, you know, finish this with honor. When, and Mal gets to say, mercy is the mark of a great man, which is a fantastic line. And then he follows it up with stabbing him. Guess I'm just a good man. Stabs him again. I'm okay. <laughs> like, and it, that is the only way that this fight can end. Because he's not just going to like drop the sword and walk away and leave the guy humiliated. He's got to get his digs in because that's the Malcolm Reynolds way. Especially, like, not only because this particular guy is such a douchebag, but he represents, like, everything Mal hates about the Alliance. And he just, you know, can't resist getting a few shots in before he walks away. Even though he's beaten the guy, it's just all that, makes it all that much sweeter.
0: Very true. Very, very true. Yeah. They, uh...
1: So they make the deal, they get, you know, everything is, everybody's happy, and... Uh, I like
0: the way they, they end up back at the ship, mm-hmm. right as they were about to spring into action. Yeah, we were right about to
1: spring into action. <laughs> but, but Wash, you can tell, like, they, you know, Wash may have gotten excited and... and thrown out some really bad ideas, because he's like, it was very exciting. I was going to watch. <laughs> like, you could tell, like, that's the job they gave him, because clearly he wasn't being any help at all. <laughs> uh, and I think that points to, like, you know, Wash's role in on the crew as a whole, because, like, later on, he d- he never really gets involved in anything dangerous. He flies the ship, you know, he helps carry stuff, but until we get to war stories, you never oh, see... Wash oh, volunteer for anything dangerous
2: or he like does. as he says, I think in the first episode, uh, oh, I was only flying the ship. It's not like they would have arrested me <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly um and then there's a really nice scene at the end where um Mal and Anara get get there, have a little drink with over the uh sitting on the railing over the cargo bay where the the cargo that they managed to score the job for is a bunch of a herd of live cattle.
0: <laughs> Did you see?
1: I got stabbed.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but they, you know, should they they sort of they've been having this fight for the whole episode and at the end they kind of get to make up a little bit, have this nice moment about she says she thanks him for defending her honor even though she didn't want him to and explains that she never was going to take the offer in the first place and that serenity is really her home and you know you can just like scratch out the word serenity and write malcolm reynolds like Uh, doodle little hearts in (laughs) in the edge of her notebook because they're so in love and so that's you know i love this episode because it really just gets at you get so much of this mal and anara back and forth and it's not just your typical romance it's really like they're evenly matched they're not like and it's not the easiest thing in the world they're their two characters are gonna have to find their way to each other and i really like seeing that
0: yeah this this episode is one of the best episodes that shows their relationship Mhm. And I mean the only one that I would think that would be slightly better was uh Heart of Gold, the uh where they go to save the um the whorehouse. Mhm. And you could actually like it is physically on screen where you see how much she cares for him.
1: Yeah, that um, one the I feel like the difference between that one and this one is this one is close, so much closer to the beginning that they we haven't really seen this is the first we've s- really seen this right. relationship blossom when by the time you get to heart of gold which is one of the la- maybe the last one right um she it's obvious yeah they've <laughs> been through so much we not that they've been cuz she's been on the ship a little while by the time we get to shindig but by the time we get to heart of gold they have we have seen so much of them together that now we're all really rooting for this Absolutely. And that's what makes Heart of Gold, I think, a little bit more powerful. Right. So that's Beautiful. my episode. I love it. I love it. It's really show. fun. It's just it's, so there's so much fun in it.
0: You know? There's not an unfun even the darkest of episodes are they have like, okay, in uh War Stories, mm-hmm. you know, two of them are kidnapped and being held and tortured. And they are and they're scenes are still there, cracking
1: jokes. Like, <laughs>
0: Screw you! Get in line. <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: like,
0: "What would you know?" Zoe, Zoe would be in this situation, and you would bring my wife into this situation. What's the matter with you? It's it's such a phenomenal show. Um, we before we started the the episode, the podcast, we I was coming up with the the, the order in which we discuss the episodes, and Chris brought up a phenomenal point that I should go next because the episode that I'm doing is out of gas and it shows all of the love that this family has for each other. Um, I, it is what, one of, if not the best episode that this series had. It gives us backstory on just about every introduction for every character on the show that was not included in the pilot. Um, The episode opens up with a very visceral scene of Mal falling to the ground, obviously injured, bleeding out.
2: Now, before you go any further, I want to say that this is a trope that Karen and I have talked about that we hate when TV shows do. Uh, When you start with, oh, here's this thing, and now 14 hours earlier, some bullshit like that. This is an exception to that rule. This? I, this is how you do that.
1: Yes, exactly. This you, is how you do it. Exactly.
0: The, the difference with this one, as opposed to the norm, is it doesn't just go back. It goes back and forth and back and forth. To until different places, too. Somewhere in like, the, like the third quarter of it, the timelines meet. Mm-hmm. And then it finishes out the rest of the episode. But it, it as it starts, Mal is mortally injured. He's bleeding out falls to the ground and, and that's the first images we see and after that it, it flashes back to where Zoe and Mal meet Serenity for the first time now some people who haven't seen this show don't understand that there may be a cast of characters in here with all human names and all IMDB profiles Serenity which is the ship is one of the primary characters in this show
2: it's as much of a character on this show as the TARDIS is on Doctor Who. It's absolutely
0: Perfect it's a example. piece of the show. Um and the the interaction it's is Mal is so positive. He's like, Look at this. I got this. This is great. These the things are gonna be awesome. And Zoe is reserved. She's like, Really? You paid money for this? <laughs> and he's like, you know, the guy said if I take care of this thing. It'll be with me till the day I die. And her response to that is... (laughs) That's because it's a death trap. Because it's a death trap. (laughs) And, I mean, there's lots of little back and forths between the two of them because they are the brother and sister of this show. Aside from
1: Simon and River.
0: Well, I see. But even still, that is their relationship, Simon and River, is more father-daughter. He takes care of her. Zoe and Mal are equals. They have this ridiculous mutual respect for each other because Zoe has been with him since the beginning. They went, they fought the war together. They were the survivors, They and they're moving on with their lives in the same path. That's why he brings her along, and that's why she stays with him.
1: Which makes, not to keep going back to war stories over and over again, but it makes um, Wash's jealousy... <laughs> Of Mal in that episode, so much more hysterical. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's very true. Um, after after their little, you know, interaction and explaining what they're going to do and their hopes and dreams for the ship, we flash s- halfway forward to this like dinner scene, and it is like a true family dinner scene. They're all sitting around the table and they're all laughing and recording and telling funny stories. And I mean, book, t- like, his facial expression, like, and he was so proud. That was my favorite scene that Book did in all of the, the, the episodes. Um, as they're having their little dinner and telling their stories, we realize Jane is a douche. Um, we no- also find out that Kylie is definitely in love with Simon because she makes him a cake made out of protein. It's probably disgusting, but she tried to make it taste just as much as chocolate as she possibly could because it is Simon's birthday. We find out dad, uh, a new warrant came out over the wire and they found his birth date. So they, they're having this little birthday, you know, dinner for him, if you will. And as they're getting ready to blow out the candles, um, there's an explosion in the engine room and that explosion causes this fireball to shoot into the kitchen area where Kylie is heading to out to go towards the engine room because there was a, like a noise and a clank and lights fluttered and she was heading to go see what the problem was. I'm sorry,
2: you keep saying Kylie.
0: Kaylee? <laughs> sorry. <There you> <laughs> Kaylee is heading towards the engine room when this fireball is coming at her. Zoe pushes her out of the way and is then knocked she, across the she, room. She, she takes the brunt of the damage and is knocked out. Um, she's in. She's dying, it seems. So she's unconscious. Her vitals are way out of whack um what they do is they seal well i guess it's a group effort but they seal off portions of the ship where they are mal goes down to the controls and opens up the airlock which i thought was a good idea it seemed like the right thing to do because what that does is sucks the fire right out of the the, the ship which i thought was a really cool imagery as well
1: and the thing about that solution that I love is that it would work. Like, that's real science. Oh, it yeah, doesn't have to be whatever, you know. It's not fake science. Thousands of years science. in the future. <laughs> that would work today if, yeah, if, if a, this a happened. a pressurized
0: ship, it would suck the fire right out. Something and not just, only that, with,
1: but also the, uh, the silence in space. I always loved how they did that because that's uh, that yeah, space. Yeah, all the
0: action inside the ship, and then they show a view from the outside, and it's completely dead silent. Yeah, it's, it's almost haunting.
2: It's, it's, it's definitely something worth pointing out that this show paid a lot more attention to actual science than, like, Star Wars does.
0: <laughs> this is very true. Nothing um, against
2: Star Wars. Mad hype for The Force Awakens. Woo woo. Mad hype.
0: Um, with the fire put out, they uh, Mal quickly re- regroups and sends Kay- Kaylee out to go find out what the problem is. Um, the interaction in the medical room because Zoe is out, Wash is distraught over the fact that his wife has been injured. M- Marshalls a strength that we sort of have seen throughout the show, but it is like, ex- you know, there's an exclamation point put at the end of this. Mm-hmm. He forces Wash to look past his wife's injury to take care of the rest of the crew, because if he doesn't do that, everyone's gonna die, not just her. And there's this interaction between the two of them where Wash is seriously like Mal, you ask me again, we're gonna have a problem. I'm not leaving my wife, and Mal goes, I'm not asking. Get your ass up to the ship and get you know, to the cockpit, and he's literally holding him up against a wall, yelling or well not yelling, calmly explaining to him. <laughs> what needs to happen?
1: Calmly me explaining in your face. <laughs>
0: um, when Wash finally leaves the room to go to the bridge, and that's when we flash back to the introduction of Wash, how he became the pilot of the ship.
1: And may <laughs> I say, that's one fantastic fake mustache on Alan It
0: was beautiful. Um, he is kind of a squirrely fella. You can't get a real read on him. And the best line of it is... Uh, well, Mal goes to Zoe. Oh man, what do you think, man? He's really good, right? She goes, I don't like him. <laughs>
1: he bothers me. <laughs> he,
0: he bothers, bothers me. I, me. <laughs> I just don't like him. So that's like, <laughs> at the same time, we're also introduced to the original mechanic because before Kaylee, there was uh, a mechanic and his name was Fester. He's I think like, it's we
1: have, Bester with a B. And the reason that I, yes, and the reason that I think that is because it made me think it might have been like a Beatles joke because the original uh, fourth Beatle was Pete Best.
0: Okay, it is Bester. I always thought it was Fester. Very good. I did not pick up on that. Uh, Mal makes the comment that we finally have a genius mechanic. This tattooed gentleman walks through. He's like, hey, nobody's ever called me a genius before. And that's it. Um, we flash back to, I guess, would be current, where Zoe is crashing.
1: There are, I would say, three timelines in this. There's before the explosion, after the explosion, and then the flashbacks. So the we are, we are now. Explosion. Yes.
0: So we are. Well, no. Not. There's, it's there's, explosion. It's weird. Yeah. Now we flash. It's like there's a, a chunk of time in between the opening of the movie and fr- from the explosion to the opening of the show and then from the opening to the end of the show and then the flashbacks right so we are we flash over to where Zoe is in critical condition she is crashing and um, da- Simon shoots her up with a, a shot of pure adrenaline to get her going again and that's it it's a, just a quick few seconds to really just introduce the adrenaline shot because that comes into play later on in the show We flash forward to current where we see Mal Mal is obviously hurt. He is getting up. He's been shot. Then we flash sideways to Mal talking with Kaylee about what the problem is with the, the ship. Apparently the catalyzer is broken and life support is down. And because they had to extinguish the fire in the way that they did, they only have about two hours left of air. So we have to get the ship running in that time. Life support's the down, the backup's down, all of that.
1: The thing that I love about the Catalyzer being the problem is that, and I never noticed this until you binge watch all the episodes in a row, all of the episodes leading up to this, Kaylee mentioned something about there being something wrong with the Catalyzer. Yeah. And yeah. Mal is like, don't worry about it. We'll yeah. fix it later.
0: And and that was a, an ongoing thing with with Kaylee. She's always very good at fixing things but not like replacing them <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's the way their life is. They, they, yeah, they, I mean, they, they she's they always abandoned. good at
2: asking Mal to buy new parts but uh, and telling him, you need these things and he's just like, "Oh, we'll do it later. You, you can fix it. You're a genius.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a little scene between Simon and Inara uh, and you see how much like Simon is like depressed that there's really nothing much he can do um, and you see in Anara's face when she says how much she loves that ship, it's it's like there, like you it, you could actually physically see it because it's not just the ship, it's the everything about the ship. Um, we see a little bit from book how he's sitting there reading his Bible and and he is afraid. He's he is afraid of dying. And and, <laughs> River and good old comes River <laughs> River comes in and I honestly think she's trying to comfort him, but she's like you're afraid. You're afraid we're going to run out of air and we're going to die gasping. Don't worry about it. We'll freeze to death first. And then she just walks away.
1: (laughs) And later in a a different episode in one of my favorites in Safe, um, Mal describes her as morbid and creepifying. And that is such an accurate descriptor of that character. (laughs) So accurate.
0: Um, We flash over to... uh, an interaction between mal and wash because there's nothing wash can do to to he feels there's nothing he could do to get this ship going and in the beginning of the episode is explained to us that he at mal's behest he has plotted a course that takes them way around to avoid all of the alliance as best as they can What a, a trip that he said should take like a day is taking them like fourteen weeks or something ridiculous like that. They are way out of, way out of everybody's view. So they're they're sending out a signal beacon and it's just not going far enough. Like nobody is going to hear it. So there's this little you know argument back and forth where they're yelling at each other. It's like, God, I love well, this argument. Well, you, you know, he goes, "What do you want me to do?" And he goes, "If you have to, you go out on the side of the ship. You jump up and down. You wave your arms. You." patch this to that to increase the beacon and wash is like oh great that would just pull in pranks if if that happens all it's gonna do is muck up someone's navigation and they'd be forced to stop. maybe I should go out and do that then
1: <laughs> it's one of those brilliant fight moments where like you realize that the two characters who are having a fight are actually saying the same thing. Yeah, they're on
0: the same side, just saying it to each other very loudly.
1: But one is so mad about something else that he doesn't want to admit that the other guy is right.
0: (laughs) And the best part of the whole interaction is Jane pops in. He's like, what are you two doing arguing? You're using up all the air.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fighting at a time like this, use up all the air.
0: Um, We flash over to, I guess, we'll call it the current run, the current timeline where... Mal is still doing his best to try to fix Serenity, you know, working his way. Uh, He he has an engine part. Uh, He's trying to work his way to the engine room. Then we go to the real uh, introduction of the the, the real mechanic, and that's uh, Bester. Um, (laughs) He's having sex with Kaylee in the engine room. so like Mal goes to talk to Bester because apparently they've been stuck on a a planet for a little too long and he's trying to find out the information and and Bester's having a good old time with with Kaylee Um, he tries to give an excuse uh, that you know this is broken and now they're finished and she's buttoning up her dress and whatnot. and he's like this is broken she's like no it's not and she goes it's just your right wing nut thingy and he's like the what? And she goes, I I saw it while I was there on my back. It's right there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she ends up being the one who, like, actually figures out the problem and and fixes fixes it it in five seconds in front of his face. (laughs) Literally pulls
0: the chunk out that's the problem, throws it aside, plugs one port into something else, done. Engine starts up again. And that is when Mal hires her and fires Bester. Uh, He doesn't really say, you're fired. He goes, Bester says, why would you need two mechanics? And Mal agrees with him. <laughs> I, really and I really don't. <laughs> walks out of the room. <laughs> um, when when we get introduced to the 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 the, the Wonderkin that is Kaylee, that she could fix anything, and the next scene is her sitting there by the en- the broken engine with the the catalyzer in his hand at with in her hand, and she's like, "It's just broken. I can't fix it." And Mal's trying to get her to do the Band-Aid thing that she normally does. And she says a line, you know, sometimes a thing gets broke, just can't be fixed. And that's the way it is. So they have to figure out something else. Um, we uh, There is a scene in between that where we see Mal bleeding out. And he he, to make his way to fix the ship, now that he has the part injects himself with the adrenaline shot so that he can keep pushing because he is like on the verge of death. Um he makes Talk about he... a
1: thing that gets broke that can't be fixed. Yeah,
0: it's it's true. Um like then we see him at the engine putting the the catalyzer in place and of course he's like getting all woozy and shit and he drops it and then we flash over mm. to them, the 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 final plan is that they're going to take the two um, shuttles and you know split up the crew, you know four and four, and send them in opposite directions, and just with hopes of finding someone. They ca- the shuttles can't make it to any place in particular. They're just gonna go, and uh, Wash rigs a button, you know, in in the cockpit that if something happens at the ship where the mir- where he gets his miracle he can call both shuttles back um, so that he he sends that like he, he gets there's the interaction between him and anara um, about like she he doesn't have to go down with the ship and that's when we flash over to the it, the original intro where anara I guess bargains or haggles or deals with mal with mal to to you know rent out one of the shuttles so that she can use it and the amount of sass that comes out of this woman <laughs> is unbelievable she knows what she is because a companion is a is very high high class in this universe like it's not a hooker it's not an escort it's you know something to be had it it gives you credit yeah, and status she knows it gives you a, a form of status it's true like she knows it and so does he, and she brings it to his attention that she knows that he knows that she's, he needs her on that ship. Um, the the interaction between um, Mal and Inara in Current, when he's, like, forcing her onto the shuttle to go, to go, you know, try to save themselves, she's like, you don't have to die alone, and he just looks at her with all the sorrow in his eyes and just says, everyone dies alone. Like, the, the the amount of feels that are oozing out of this episode is almost like you can't contain it all. Um, they leave. We get uh, a scene where he Mal is settling in, like he's alone on the ship. settles into his chair, and there's an obvious time progression. Now he has a little more time, saying is the only he's the only one on the ship. But you can see it's getting colder and darker and the ship is dying. And all of a sudden, a scavenger ship finds them or finds the ship. And they have a a contact between him and Mal. And there's this scene. And I don't know why. It's like it it hits me hard that the scavenger ship locks in. They have the, the interaction like. The scavenger ship doesn't trust Mal, Mal doesn't trust them. He's like, "I'm not going to let you on until I see the part." And he's like, and they're like, "Yeah, we get it, but if we see any guns, you're in trouble." And they he locks on and they open the door and this burst of fresh air comes in and it, like Mal's hair blows back and he just takes in a like the final gust of of air of breath and the the scavenger pulls a gun on him. So it it's not a good thing these aren't good people
1: so here's my question go for it uh once you know it's established that they they're gonna make this deal and they don't trust each other but they can uh they can deal and the guy has a part and it's gonna be okay why at this point does mal not hit the button i understand he doesn't trust the guy and it's not 100 percent, but i i feel like if you're in a deal where you might get what you want, but if you don't get what you want, you're gonna get double crossed, that's even more reason to call your backup back. So Well,
0: he's I, not looking at he's not looking at them for backup. He wants them to survive have the best chance of survival. He's not looking to be saved by them. He's that's the only reason. Like he's I, I feel he's not gonna call them back until the ship is running again and he knows that it's a safe harbor for them. You know what I mean? I just I feel like get if that.
1: I just feel like if he had called them back, like, they may have, sh- like, and he got double crossed.
0: He'd still have a chance, yeah. I guess they
1: They'd show up in time to, like, turn the tables on these guys, and, you know, then they, they could get the part, and everybody would be saved.
0: True, but if they didn't have the part, then everybody would be dead. All right. But either way, we then flash over to the introduction of Jane. Uh, Jane and his crew that he was originally with are you know holding zoe and malcolm at gunpoint uh, pretty much malcolm just buys jane with some extra percentage and uh, his own room <laughs> um, yeah
1: that pretty much sums up the, jane whoever's did, got the money
0: whoever's got the money's got jane <laughs> which we um, will
1: get to in more detail in a minute
0: <laughs> yeah um malcolm then we flash forward he's obviously been shot uh he gets up again and ha- now is armed. I'm not sure how that happened, but I'm. Okay there was with a
1: it. quick shot of the. There was a gun strapped to the oh, mule, the right. little like um, RV right. ha- thing. There
0: was a gun hidden right. Okay, so he pulls that gun on them, forces them off the ship. Uh, the guy says, "Well, you would have done the same thing in my position." In my position, and he's like, "Obviously, I wouldn't have because he doesn't shoot them; just kicks them off the, sh- the ship." Uh, they get off and that's when he falls to the ground with the part in his hand bleeding out. So now the timelines have caught up. Um, the, from that scene forward, there's the constant noise of uh, life support failure from the computer saying, you know, you've got seconds. It's that proverbial, you know, second countdown before the, the bomb explodes type of thing. Um, he finally gets the catalyzer back into the engine, Starts up the engine, works his way to the, the, the cockpit, and, you know, in the attempts to, to call everybody back, and he doesn't make it. He falls short, the next, and, and then the screen fades to black. The next scene is him waking up uh, on the examination table with, you know, being fed up, uh, you know, he has an IV, and everybody's in the room with him, and... There's this like he is drugged up and he's lost a lot of blood and you know Wash is actually giving him his blood which I thought was a nice little touch seeing as how the episode sort of started off. Um, it turns out that he he asks them in a groggy way, "Did I call you back?" And Wash says, "No, no, you didn't." And he's like, well, "What? How, why are you here?" And apparently Zoe woke up and said. No, we're going back to save him. <laughs> Get your ass back to the ship. <laughs> and she, 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 the interaction there is adorable. She's like she's like I'm, I told you to go. She's like, you shouldn't have saved me. So I'll never do it again type of thing. Um the 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 the, the finality of that timeline is, is everybody in the room in in, in the med bay? And, and the doctor says, you know, I have to, you know, make we yeah, he needs rest. Everybody's got to go. And Mal says, I think I think the doctor's right about that. And he starts to fade, and he's like, Oh, will all of you be here when I wake up? And they say yes, and he's like, Okay, good. And then passes out. From that, we fade into the very beginning of this entire story. Is that line? You know, you buy this ship. And treat her right. It, it's Mal talking to a, a, a spaceship salesman, I would assume. Seems like a used car kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And this 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 man is looking at this big-ass bulbousy ship. And he's like, if you, you buy this ship and you treat her right, she'll be with you for the rest of your life. And Mal is paying absolutely no mind to it because he has seen Serenity off in the distance and has fallen completely in love with that boat. And that's where that, this whole story starts, is the interaction between Mal and Serenity. And that is how you TV. And that is how you TV. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. I love this show.
1: <laughs> Are you crying, Evan?
0: A little bit. I, I shouldn't. No, no, I'm fine. Well, like, we, we,
1: like you said at the beginning, this, the Serenity is a character on this show. And this episode is a love letter to Serenity. Because the thing I notice so much about watching this episode was, you know, as the action is going on and the flashbacks and everything that you get to see, you see every single part of this ship. Yeah. And you get to see, like, so much love and care went into the design of this set, all of these sets. The whole
0: episode is about them trying to save the ship because it's their home. That's where they want to stay. So it's it truly is it's like some people like compare like cars like the Knight Rider kit or you know ba's van like it's nothing in comparison to the character that serenity played in this show so yeah I mean the only analog I can think of is the tardis it's the it's the only analog I can think of and and the and the only it's and it's a very close analog the only difference is, is that the 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 TARDIS, Adjusts itself to the doctor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we've seen different incarnations of it. It's just like it, the ship is what it is, and everybody adjusts to it, type of thing, and makes yeah. it makes it as close to the, the you know their home as they possibly can.
1: The other difference, I think, is that the TARDIS tends to compare as an actual living character, and we actually had an episode where it was portrayed right. as yeah. a, a living person. Whereas Serenity is is a character, but it it is a ship.
0: Uh, it's it's yeah, not a lot. It's a
2: ship, but it's more than the sum of its parts. Right. That's absolutely true.
0: All right, Chris, let's wrap this up.
2: Yeah, we're at uh, we're at well over an hour now, and.
0: Uh, <laughs> Well, we're, just, we're about to hit an hour. It's the so.
1: extravaganza. <laughs>
2: it's quite the extravaganza. Well, all right. I'm going to talk about an episode called Ariel, and uh, it this one is, I, I would definitely agree that Out of Gas is the best episode of this of this series. I would even argue that it's one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen. But um, Ariel is my favorite. Because I'm a huge fan of the the heist motif, and just like we we said about Out of Gas, how that is how you do that kind of episode where it starts in one place, then you flash back to another. This is how you do uh, this is how you do heist. It it plays by all the rules and it hits every single one of them out of the park. Um, there's a you, you start off and everyone's having a good time talking or whatever. Jane's being kind of a prick. Uh, <laughs> Shocker. Sorry. And um, River just walks up, grabs a knife, and slashes him across the chest. And uh, he needs stitches, and that kind of incites this whole thing. Like, man, she's she's getting worse. Things aren't going too well. Jane wants her off the sh- off the ship as soon as possible. Blah blah blah. And uh, they need work, and yeah, th- th- things are not looking so great. And then Simon comes up with this great plan. Like, all right, I I'm I have a job for you. We're gonna go to a hospital and. You're going to steal all these medical supplies that are going to be worth a crap load of money. And my that's the payment. And what I actually want you to do is sneak us into a hospital so I can use a, a 3D neural imager to find out what they did to River. And thus the heist begins. They go through the whole thing that you usually see in a heist movie where the character is explaining what all everyone's roles are and what needs to be done. And while they're while he's explaining that, they're showing them actually doing that like yeah, they, kind of in the like future they
1: build the equipment that they need and they practice their parts. Yep. It's
2: it, all the pieces of it just it's come very oceans together. 11. Yeah. Exactly. It's very oceans 11 and uh, it's, it's it's brilliant. It's so brilliantly done. It's so, it's such a smart plan. It's you get to see all the different pieces of everyone's character. Cause like they just, uh, Inara is like kind of not in this episode. She's, she's in there, there in the beginning. She's the reason that they're next to this, uh, central planet uh that's that's part of the alliance and whatnot because she's there for her like inspection or uh, license renewal or something and uh so she goes in registration yeah whore registration basically she shows she goes in and uh and does her thing and while she's off doing her thing that's when all the rest of this stuff happens um So everyone's excited to be this close to a core planet, and everyone wants to get off. So one of the things he needs, he says, all right, well, I'm going to need somebody, Simon, who's coming up with the plans, he's going to need somebody to go onto the the, the core planet. Before he can even finish it, uh, uh, was it Wash, Kaylee, and Jane raise their hands, and (laughs) he winds up choosing Wash and Kaylee, whose job is to go and dig through a friggin' dump to, to build an ambulance, and...
1: Jane gets a job on the planet, too, though, because he gets to go pick up yeah, the, he... uh, the uniforms and the ID cards they need.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, he, has, he gets to do that. So so Jane's role in this whole thing is uh, to escort River and Simon, who are pretending to be dead, uh, so they can sneak into the, uh, the the hospital while Zoe and Mal go and get all the, the medical supplies. and. While all of this stuff is, 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 this is the fun. This is where all the real fun from the episode comes in. But what is what, the other half of the brilliance of it is you get to see uh, a lot of great interactions with the different characters. You get to see more of the Zoe and Mal relationship, the brother sister relationship you were talking about, because they're, you know, gallivanting about solving problems within the hospital and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bit where he tells her to smile—it's the core planet. Everyone's happy here.
1: <laughs> they have a lot of money. Why wouldn't they smile? <laughs> it's like what he thinks would be what what people on the core think.
2: Yeah, and it's it's just absolutely silly and ridiculous. Um, but what I like a lot is the um, you you get to take kind of the same trip as uh, Jane does in learning just how good of a person Simon is. And uh, because he's in there, he's, he's, you know, trying to help his sister and he gets to see what the, what the Alliance did to her. And they, they stripped her amygdala and she, she feels everything she can't not, which is what he says. And it's like, you know, anything that lets her feel fear or whatever she had, she, she experiences everything. And it gives a lot of information. It gives a lot of a backstory into what, why she is the way that she is. But so, so first, you see Jane kind of looking at that situation like he's he's gaining respect for Simon. And the reason that that's so important is because I believe in the scene before, you got to see that Jane um, actually ratted them out to the cops and was planning on turning them in. Um, and then after seeing this, he starts to have his doubts. And then they, he changes his plans, like, all right, we can't do... I'm not going to turn you guys in. Of course, he's saying this to himself. We got to go plan change while you guys were unconscious. He takes them out in a wheelchair, and then um, so, River starts kind of, like, freaking out, saying, like, you know, people are going to die, people are going to die. And Simon's like, no one's going to die. And she says, he is. And there's some guy just starts coding in the hospital. <laughs> and <was> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Simon rushes up to him and saves the guy's life, and then chews out the doctor uh, who was essentially about to kill the guy by making some bonehead mistake. And, like, the just the look of extreme guilt on Jane's face of, like, holy shit, this guy is a really good person, and I was about to turn him in. And Wait, so I feel, feel bad about
0: it. You feel that he changed his tune?
2: Then? I feel like... I I feel like it was during this whole exchange when he decided not to turn them in. Oh, I mean I'm,
0: I was under I thought he was he I felt that he really changed at the end. Like he was still going through with the plan because he asked well continue. The way I read it was is that he starts to see he had a
2: plan that was going fo- that was that was going to move on to them, you know, getting caught. And then he decided I don't think I want to do this anymore because this this is wrong. And so he tries to skate around that plan, but they wind up getting nipped by the cops anyway. So he then starts playing along with the cops okay. and then realizes that, oh, wait, that really was the wrong plan because now the cops are turning on me. There's a lot um, of turning on people. There I is. saw
1: it the same way that you did, Evan. So I, that's so interesting to me. And that's why I love <laughs> having this stuff, like this discussion about this show that's been around for whatever, almost 15 years, that we all know and have seen a million times. And there's still things that like we can be diff- interpreted differently by different people. I love it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, that's just, I mean, like, I'm just telling you this. I, it, I'm surprised to hear the way you guys are talking about it, because I've never thought about it that way before. I I just, it never occurred to me, because the way I've, the way I read his face was, was like, shit, I'm doing the wrong thing. And because that's the thing about Jane, it's like, yes, it's all about, he's, he's all about being bought to an extent, but being part of this crew and being part of this family has it has an effect on him and it continues to have an effect on him throughout this, throughout the series. And he, there's growth in his character and, and, you know, comes through at, especially at the end of this episode and especially in the movie serenity, like he's, he's a mercenary at heart, but he gets to be part of a family here. You know, he gets that, right. he gets that letter from his mom and wears that hat in front of everyone here. Like, W- with complete pride, because he he grows to trust these people. You know, like Jane one has
1: of... a growth. We should probably have Simon <laughs> check that out. <laughs> But this is this this episode is where we start to see that growth, yeah, and whether a, it occurs at the point where like it starts to occur at the point where you're saying, or at the point where we're saying that it, it's immaterial of where he actually changes his mind. The point is, he does change his mind.
2: He does. He does change his mind.
1: And he and I and I totally agree with you that he like sees and has a new respect for Simon based on what he sees him do. For River, for the patient in the hospital. The other thing I like about him saving the guy in the hospital is that we and River get to see what Simon could have been if he didn't have to go save his sister. Exactly. And that makes his sacrifice all the more poignant.
2: Yeah. So um, basically, uh, uh, they they pull off the job in the end. They get away from the cops. Uh, the the hands of blue people show up, and they wind up getting away from them. And we finally get to see what the hands of blue people do, which is make people bleed out of every orifice <laughs> until they die.
1: Oh my God! And, choose not.
0: Sort of looks like the the neuralizer from Men in Black. Men in Black, yeah.
1: <laughs> and seriously. Like, we've talked about what shows not to watch while you're eating, and normally this one is fine, but that scene where they liquefy the guy, I'm like, oh, crap, why am I eating vegetable lasagna right now?
2: (laughs) Yeah, gross. Um, So they eventually get away, and uh, you think everything's more or less going fine, but, you know, because there's, like, an escape at the end, something's gone wrong, The you know, Mal and Zoe have to go back in for him, but Mal is smart enough to realize... That something went wrong, and he pieces it together. And while he's just having a casual conversation with Jane, Jane looks down, gets up, and Mal knocks him out and throws him in the the cargo hold, and start that the ship takes off. And he's basically doing the equivalent of Keelhaul because he figured out that he turned River and Simon into into uh, the into the alliance. And um, he's just like, "What, Mal? It's not like I did it to you." And God, the 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 acting. <laughs> <laughs> that Nathan Fillion does. He acts he's all over the place. acts the shit out of this. he's like, oh, but you did. They're there on, they're my crew. And oh, just the way he delivers all those lines is so crazy. And like, he's ready to let Jane die. He's ready to let him fall out of the ship because he completely betrayed him. And the way Jane saves himself is brilliant because he wasn't trying to save himself and Mal wasn't looking for him to do it. It was just this perfect moment of him showing that he is a worthwhile human being by telling Mal, he asks him what they're going to, what he's going to tell the rest of the crew about what happened to Jane. And he asks them to lie. Don't tell him what he did. And that convinces, uh, Mal to, to, to close the door and, and essentially let him in. Uh, but he tells him the next time he, when he stab me in the back, have the guts to do it to my face. And, Oh God, that scene is, is killer because this whole episode is like it's this fun heist thing, and then you get the poignancy of Simon's, you know, character arc and the whole thing that's happening there, and then it just starts to give you this glimmer of just like, all right, cool, everyone's fine and happy now, and then it ends on just like, this is as dead serious as it gets. No one screws with Malcolm Reynolds' family, Absolutely. and uh,
0: and then the episode ends, and that's why it's my favorite because it's it's awesome. My 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 favorite part of this. This episode is the fact that we actually—I shouldn't say favorite part. It's what, what means so much to me. This episode is we find out exactly what's wrong with River and why she is the way she is, and that it, it it makes you understand her reactions a little bit more or her actions a little bit more, so that as you're watching the rest of the season, you understand more why she is doing what she is doing, and. and the- Go ahead. And, and with the the heist, what it actually is, it's it's the twofold. Him, you know, getting this the scanner, but now they have a shit ton of medication on the ship that he can now use to try to help his sister. Like that was like that doesn't seem to be that big of a deal because it's also worth a crap ton of money, but now he has the means to try to finally do as much as he possibly can to help her like that's i mean this this one episode has so many threads that that carry out the rest of the the show that it's just it just it's amazing how everything ties together
1: the thing about what river's diagnosis that kills me is that that yeah once you see it and then you see the rest of the episodes that follow Everything starts to make sense, but then go back and watch the first half of the season Mm -hmm. and watch everything that she says and everything that she does. And while the first time you saw it, when you didn't know what was going on with her, you're just like, oh, she's really crazy. She's acting like a nut. She says all these weird things. Every single thing she says and everything she does makes sense with the diagnosis they ended up giving her. And that's the forethought that this show had. I
0: love it, it's fantastic. Okay, um, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, please listen to you know some sponsor sh- stuff. And uh, coming back, I'm going to quickly go over the culmination of this series, which is the beautiful movie that is Serenity. So stay tuned. The Papercuts crew is back again to discuss another huge week in comics. Batman met the Ninja Turtles. Things matched on both sides. Wars continued to be secret. And a witch dressed in red. Dan also tears through the fabric of space or something. Don't miss Papercuts issue 62, o Thanos. The 12 days of Christmas
2: are a thing we sing about. ABC Family shows a bunch of movies, and we all get a little more excited because the countdown has officially begun. Dan and Tiff have taken another route, and decided to give us 12 straight days of Christmas movies you may not necessarily associate with the holidays. Check out 12 Days of Questionable Christmas Every Day Until the 25th.
1: Christmas music. I love it. You love it. The radio loves it. Apparently video games love it too. Chris injects some holiday spirit into the new episode of Waveback by filling it with Christmas tunes with a video game flair. Grab your headphones and listen to the Wave Back episode 15, a very merry Christmas episode.
0: Apathetic Enthusiasm Star Wars Marathon continues with the original trilogy this week. It's the movies we all loved, the Brandon and Travis we all enjoy, and some trivia questions from all over the internet. Tune in to Apathetic Enthusiasm episode 44, Star Wars Original Trilogy.
2: catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos,
0: podcasts, and more right now at GeekAid.com And we're back. If there was any violence during the commercial break by anybody out in our audience, uh, we can't be held accountable for it, so write your congressman. What ended up happening after, you know, the failure of the actual television show, um, the fans went rapid. They were Pages signed and petitions filed, and writing
1: in the street, people tearing their clothes, beating their breasts.
0: (laughs) Dogs and cats living together. together, Mass hysteria. (laughs) Beat me to it. (laughs) Um, So out of nowhere, four years later, we got a movie. (laughs) Serenity came out in 2005, and this is the movie that we all wanted. Any one of us that watched and loved this show, when this movie came out, it, it, it was exactly what it needed to be. Now, in all honesty, when working at Hollywood Video, that's right, the Hollywood Video, when, I was, when it was said to me that I, I need to watch Firefly, I was like, what? And then someone said, you know what? Watch the movie, and if you like the movie, you'll love the show.
1: Worst introduction Ouch. ever.
0: Okay, and hey, I'm not going to name names. It was Jared. Um, Damn it, Jared. <laughs> Jared! <laughs> Actually, I don't know if it was Jared. I just tried to pick a name of someone that we could all remember. Let's um, blame him anyway. The I don't suggest that to anyone um, because there are some very big things. I don't want to get spoilery at all with this movie. There's some very big plot points in this movie that affect – the episode watching if you happen to watch the movie first. So my suggestion is always watch the pilot because it is the length of a movie and if you like the pilot, you'll love the show and if you love the show. And if you don't love
1: the pilot, what's wrong with you?
0: Yeah, there's something serious. There's a medical imbalance there or something. And if you like the show, you'll love the movie. What the movie is, it expands story arcs from the show and gives them endings. Whether we like the ending or not, we get them. Okay, It is obviously taking place in the future of their future because <laughs> this is set in the future. I don't want you to think this is a modern-day epic. What ends up happening is they do a job. They go to get payment for the job. When that goes sideways because the, the people that gave them the job want more of you a know, larger percentage, uh, River sees a commercial – I mean, makes her go apeshit. She starts kicking the ever-living shit out of everybody in this bar. Before that, they've come to the decision that River and Simon are going to get off the ship. Well, with this happening, they bring them back on the ship, and the story progresses from there because they're finding out why all of this stuff happened. Like, there's a secret that she knows that she doesn't know she knows, but she knows because she's getting bits and pieces of it. We are introduced to some other characters. Um, one of my favorites, Mr. Universe. He's the guy who has, I guess, every feed of information coming through his home. <laughs> he knows all, sees all. You can't fight the signal. And he's the one who breaks it down for them that it, it was a military thing, you know, from the Alliance trying to to flag where River is and that they're on the look for, for them. Um, The Alliance has set out an operative to hunt them down, uh, his name being The Operative. (laughs) I know they stretched on that one. And really, this whole movie is a a, a game of chase because the Alliance is constantly knocking at their door, trying to bring River back in, and they're... In the constant pursuit of trying to find out what River knows, to get more information on what is locked inside of her crazy little noggin. If there's any other bits and pieces that you feel that we should explain, please chime in at any point in time.
2: I mean, if you're trying to avoid spoilers, there's really not a whole lot more to say. I mean,
0: we go to Miranda. Yep. (laughs) Stuff happens there. (laughs) <laughs> but then things happen, and then the movie ends. I mean, it's it's like the, the spoilers are big spoilers. Like that's the problem. Like l- a lot of epic things happen in this show that fully end storylines that were progressing for a full season, and and extraordinarily well. I mean, I'll
2: I'll put it this way: Karen introduced me to this show before Serenity came out. I was completely and totally enamored with this from from the moment I saw the first episode. It just it it completely rocked me. I was I was so in love. And after Serenity, after seeing that, I think we, we went opening day, didn't we?
1: I think we must have.
2: Yeah, we were we were there pretty straight on and man oh man, after leaving that theater I was I was emotionally demolished. I was actually sad for days about things that happened in this movie. And the way that it puts a button in a lot of things that happened in the TV series yet also leaves it open for more.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it was it was absolutely extraordinary. There are a few small things that don't mesh perfectly with the series, which which kind of irk me and I understand them. There's this this brilliant bit in the very beginning where they give you. The basics of the TV series, like in a conversation between Mal and Simon. And you also understand that it's it's later, you know, they've been on the ship for a little while now. So so there's definitely some sort of history that we don't know. We know that Mal has driven Book off the ship. We know that Mal has driven Nara off the ship. But the way that Simon is talking to Mal saying that, you know, we, you know I earned my keep, I earned a, a place on the crew, doesn't really gel with the way that Mal accepted him into being a member of the crew on the TV series. I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, it seems like a weird sort of timeline type difference.
2: It, it does. And it seems like it seems very out of character, like the way that it's explained who he is. Because by the end of the TV series, they do things to... Like to, like to save Simon, and this this is the absolute matter of fact way that Mal explain. Just says that you're you're part you're on of my, my crew. crew. Why are we the, still talking about this? Exactly the <laughs> episode that that I that I talked about in Ariel, where he almost killed Jane because Jane turned on a member of his crew, which was which were Simon and River. I, and I, now in this, the way they they played it up in the movie, where it's it's like. Well, no, you're you're a, you're a member of the crew because you earned it, you know, like because you've you've earned your keep or whatever, not because well, you have to understand you just that joined this family.
0: the The interaction that led to that conversation is Mal wants to pull a job, and he wants River to come along. Because she's a seer, she can sort of predict the future type of no, thing. No,
2: I, I I completely get that. I'm just saying that the way that the, the the dialogue specifically like that's and it's it's a minor quibble. It's just that mm. that shred of dialogue
0: doesn't no, jive with what we saw in the series. I will defend this movie
2: with my life. <laughs> I will defend this movie with my life too. This is one of my favorite movies. It's 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 extraordinary, and the way that they managed to tie this into that TV series almost flawlessly is just. It's astronomical. Like this is is it's it's unprecedented the way that this yeah. works. Yeah. This
1: movie is the luckiest any fans of any unjustly cancelled TV show will ever get. Uh oh, it's, absolutely.
0: It will I mean, never be done like this ever again.
1: Things have happened since like Kickstarters and, you know, things switching from um getting canceled from a network and picked up by another network or streaming service these things have happened since but this nothing ever happened like this and nothing will ever happen like this again but
0: the closest it came is with the veronica mars movie Mm -hmm. yes that itself was a good movie it was a good (laughs) veronica mars movie but serenity is a goddamn masterpiece it
1: is and the
0: what the veronica mars movie was was just a longer episode yeah. This is not.
1: This is everything. Like, this is, okay, our show is gone. There's nothing we can do about that. What we can do is give you as much as we possibly can in this movie of the world you love and the stories that you were so invested in and give you as much resolution as we can.
0: It was almost as if someone was, you know, right before they started making the movie, they watched the entire movie series wrote a list of things that they needed to check off in the movie and then made the movie and checked every one of the boxes which has never happened there's always something that gets left behind in a in a a culmination movie like that this was done flawlessly it it It, makes you not yes we are all still upset that we we're not getting more firefly but we're okay because we got the movie we got all of our questions answered. Yeah, they sort of left it open-ended so that we can expect more if if we can want more and believe that there that can be more. But what we were given, you know, in, in 2002 is, you know, buttoned up, locked up. We're good. We got the answers that we were looking for in this movie.
2: Well, I mean, you've also got the comics, which, which a- is
0: which add right on to it flawlessly as well
2: (laughs) yeah just remarkably especially like the one thing that i had was kind of hoping that we'd see in the movie and i think was handled very well in the way that we didn't was what exactly the hell shepherd books backstory was and i (laughs) love that exchange in the movies you're gonna have to tell me about that someday and he's just like no i don't nope and um the way that they handled it in The comics was just this this one off graphic novel called (laughs) Shepherd's Tale, which is incredible.
0: I call it the book book. (laughs) It's the book book, yeah.
2: And it's 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 incredible. I didn't didn't care for a book when I originally watched the series too much. He's he's grown on me a little
0: bit. I I like a lot about him, but I like him a lot more after reading a shepherd's tale. It's 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 funny because that's also very you know, it's a good point to mention that everything that has come out surrounding Fireflies and like the the, the 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 television show led to the movie, the movie led to the comics, and it is seamless. It's not like Star Wars where they go all over the place and say, hey, this sort of takes place in the same universe. It, it, it goes from point A to point B to point C, and it has the ability and they are proving to continue to do that and keep the story solid. And I'm not going, ah, that doesn't feel right. Yeah, no, it all it all feels great, and
2: it all just makes me want like another season of TV. It it makes me want just just one either one more movie or one more little revival. Just just really put a button in it, you know. Because, like you said, the the TV series works as like your act one, and then the movie just took everything to the next level, every conceivable piece to the next level, and now we get this other stuff that fits perfectly but it's like it's it's not giving it's a, it's you that it's, a, it's 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 down there you know like right. it's not as visceral it's not as holy crap amazing as like it, it's not you know what happened in the movie like right. the stuff that happens in the movie is world shattering it
0: it it was it's literally lightning in a bottle
2: yeah it, it's 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 remarkable and this there's this cast and these writers and and it's much like the tv series like you mentioned about the set of serenity like every inch of this movie was made with so much love so much love and care it's you can you can see that in everything that's done relating to this franchise is just how much love there is for it by the people that are involved in creating it
0: and it, 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 it pays to to mention that this is a a, a whedon joint um he seems to put love and admiration into everything that he does like Buffy had the same feelings to not to the i don't feel to the same extent but you could feel the camaraderie of the family unit there angel did the same thing the marvel universe the cinematic universe wouldn't be what it is today without we it's because of what that man can do with the 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 family unit in his writing and in his directing that makes what we what we see him do just that much more enjoyable. Yeah, he also has I mean, a tendency to do things which I'm not going to mention that we don't like, but we'll leave that as this truth. <laughs> like we don't like it, but you have to
2: respect it. Yes,
0: I, I don't. Like I said, I don't want to spoil anything. Like I, usually I'm okay with spoilers and I'm usually okay with blaring them from the, the the rooftops. But if you haven't seen this movie and you've seen the show, what the hell is wrong with you? If you haven't seen either, I mean. I know it's on Netflix. It's available DVD. I t- everywhere that it's possibly you could get some sort of digital media, it's available. So if go you,
1: And if you don't feel like paying the eight bucks to, to to subscribe to Netflix for a month to watch it or buy the DVDs or whatever, go find a brown coat. They'll give it to you. Guaranteed. Go Guaranteed find somebody who loves love this show and they're like, you never seen this show? Hang on. Hang on. I'm going to put it on a flash drive for you right now. <laughs>
0: and and that's like the firefly community <laughs> are w- wonderful crazy maniacs it's so true like like I, you say brown coat and those in the universe no uh you, you say dashing hat that we we know what you mean like there's certain th- certain things that have come up in in social media and pop culture that like touch so deeply, Star Wars. Yes, uh, you could. There could be an argument for the Marvel universe now, but Serenity and Firefly is—it's so deep and ingrained in these people that they just want to share. It's a shame that this didn't happen. Uh, so we're 2015. So that would be 13 years ago. Because <laughs> if if that show had half of the audience that it has now it would be still running it'd be the longest just running television never got show. a chance yeah it was it was doomed from the start
1: damn it fox
0: uh, that's that was the underlining joke in con man so <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said we're gonna wrap this up we're not gonna we're not gonna spoil anything please i if if you know what's good for you go out and watch these shows Watch this movie, then tell your friends, then tell your friends, friends and have your friends tell their friends and their friends tell their friends. Everybody needs to watch the show because there's absolutely nothing to lose. The show is right out the gate. Has you locked or you or not? If you don't like it from the pilot, there's no point in watching the rest of it. That's what I, I've said my piece. Yeah. So like, <laughs> here, here. So shiny. I, I, shiny. I, think, I think we all agree. I, I am. I, like I'm relieved now. I can actually stop doing this podcast. I've got. <laughs> You're gonna have. I a guess we're retiring
1: next... <laughs> after 13 episodes. <laughs> yeah.
0: There will be a new host next week. It's a
1: season. <laughs> <laughs> it's a season.
0: You're right. It is a season. This is yeah yeah nice. So um, I get. Our, we're all let's just say we're all in agreement. Yes, we want yes, watch. watch yes, watch Firefly. Watch Serenity. <laughs> read the
2: books. Uh, it's, it's a good time, and after you do all that, uh, get in touch with us at yeah. malikgeekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook, you can find us on Instagram at geekade, you can subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and you can follow mm-hmm. us on Twitter at the underscore geekade. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I am at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade, K-R-I-S. Karen is available at... Shoot underscore the
1: underscore moon.
2: And Mr. Evan is available at... Geekade underscore Evan. And if you're interested in more information about any of the glorious episodes we talked about tonight, be sure to check out the show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new
0: every stinking day. (laughs) Back to you, Evan. All right. So, I hope... That this this specific episode, this 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 episode of this podcast sinks in with you and you go out and listen to us for once. Go watch this show. Go watch the movie. Read the comics. uh, Tell us what you think. Uh, Good, bad or indifferent. We want to hear because that's what actually progresses a a show. So with that being said, uh, from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan Goldstein.
1: I'm
2: Chris Randazzo.
1: And I'm Karen Randazzo.
0: Good night. For a man to lay beaten and yet breathing, it makes him a coward. It's humiliation. Sure. It would be humiliating, having to lie there while the better man refuses to spill your blood. Mercy is the mark of a great man.
2: Oh! oh. Guess
0: I'm just a good man. Oh. Well, I'm all right. Oh. I'm sorry, okay? Be reasonable. What are you taking us so personal for? It ain't like I ratted you out to the fence. But you did. You turn on any of my crew, you turn on me. But since that's a concept you can't seem to wrap your head around, then you got no place here. You did it to me, Jane, and that's a fact.
1: Tell the others. About what? About why I'm dead. I hadn't thought about it. Make something up. Don't tell them what I did.
2: You all gonna be here when I wake up? We'll be here. Good. That's good. Yep. Real beauty, ain't she? Yes, sir. Right smart.
0: Purchase this vessel. i tell you what. You buy this ship, treat her proper, she'll be with you for the rest of your life. Son? Hey, son. You hear a word I've been saying? And this concludes our broadcast day.